Good morning. You are listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. I'm Janine. This is Get the Funk Out. Standing by in the second half of the show is Brenton Tyner Bryan. We're going to talk about her latest dance drama in the film festival circuit, and it's called Invicta. Good morning, Brenton. Good morning. How are you doing? Good. I want to make sure I didn't drop the call again. We kept having phone patch issues. So welcome to the show. Thank you so much. It's great to be here. How's it going? Tell me about your film. Thank you so much. Um, yeah, I'm really thrilled. And Victor's going to have its world premiere this week at La Jolla International Fashion Film Festival. And it's um, it's about seven mafia wives that become homeless on Riverside Drive and sort of the, the alliances that are made and broken um, romantically and otherwise as they kind of traverse the situation. Amazing. So um, just to back up, so there's screenings. Uh, Let's see, there's a screening, is it on the 27th, but then you're in the La Jolla International Film Festival on the, on the 30th? That's correct, yeah. So it's going to have its in-person screening at La Jolla on, on July 30th, but also it's uh, at Berlin Commercial this week, which is really exciting, on the 27th at Berlin. In Berlin, Germany. Amazing. Are, are you going to be there? I'm not going to be in Berlin, Germany. I would love to be there. Um, I'm currently in New York City at this time. Okay. And what about La Jolla? Are you coming out for for uh, the festival there? Um, at this point, uh, it is to be determined yeah. about whether or not I will make it to La Jolla. All right. Well, it's okay. I mean, so what happens in the pandemic? Here you've got this film out. Um, are you doing a lot of press virtually? Um, I mean, yes, it's a bit of press. You know, I'm I'm really grateful for some amazing reviews for my film, um, Deluvione, actually, that just screened the Dancer with Films and the Shoe Film Festival, both in Los Angeles and one at the Chinese Theater. Um, and so I think that the film reviews have just had, like, a huge impact on um, kind of people's take on the work and just spreading the word in that way. And And I've also done a lot on social media just through pandemic as well. Amazing. I'm going to read a little blurb that's on the show blog. Um, Invicta shows the lives and expectations that come with it. It's set in New York City where a group of seven mafia wives come together, driven by passion and drama. They are seemingly locked out of a Riverside Drive mansion and are searching for a way in. Who has summoned them and why are they now denied? As the women struggle to change and or accept the situation, their dancing suggests alliances. Perhaps they were once strong, now weakened. Betrayal? Or is it? From one woman, from one woman brings up lost dreams, dashed expectations, and longing for love despite everything. How did you come up with the idea for this? I, you know, I, someone asked me this recently um, in an interview, and I, I, to be quite transparent, I just looked at this cast and was so inspired by them. Um, and I think what, what's, you know, what's reflected in this blurb is a lot of their stories coming through. And okay. also, I was really inspired by. We started with movement originally for this, so there was a, there's a piece I choreographed for a live show to music from um, Moulin Rouge. So we were always showing this kind of like sassy cabaret club feel. Mm-hmm. And I knew I wanted to take that movement and adapt it to camera. And so I took some members from my cast and I added some other people in. Um, and I think, you know, the, I, I was really intent on having women reflected across the age spectrum. Okay, and so good. I was able to add in other performers that were over 50 after we left this club show iteration of this choreography. And I think that's where I sort of saw the the wisdom and the inspiration for this story of, like, different women coming together that were part of the mafia and that had sort of, they'd seen many things. Um, and then the styling, I sort of took off and ran with it from that inspiration. I love hearing that you made this intergenerational. I think that's so important. I think more people should do that. Thank you. I appreciate it. And, you know, to be, 
to be really honest, I'm just, um, I, I love faces, especially on camera. And I, I just, I love the energy and the wisdom of people that have generally been on the planet longer. Mm-hmm. I just think as performers, they have so much to share in an instant. Um, their, their life experiences, their stories, their emotions are all magnified, and they know how to push that through, whether it's on stage or camera. And in particular, Sean Berman, who um, she's one of our leads. She was a principal ballet dancer with Australian Ballet, and I just had the you know the opportunity to meet her when she's at a different point in her career. She's also done Broadway and Cabaret. Um, but again, just I really am inspired by older performers, whether I'm going to you know dance performance, theater, and hearing a voice, or mm-hmm. or actors. I just think they um, they're their life experience is so thick and intense when it comes to in their performance. So yes, yes I'm a big fan of intergenerational. That's great. Um, I, I yeah. say I say this too because I was fortunate to get this fellowship um, with Columbia Age Boom Academy, and I remember hearing the phrase over and over: um, "Human capital that is not sel- seldom tapped into." When you think about older generations, and also when you bridge younger with older, uh, magic happens. Oh, totally. And I think that's, that's the sweet spot. Like what you just talked about is through the contrast and that people realize, like, we all have something to share and learn from one another. And, and while I do appreciate my performers, you know, that I've had the opportunity to work with that are, that are over 50, you know, over 70, over 80, mm-hmm. I also really honor the five-year-olds I work with, the 19-year-olds. Um, and I think that, I mean, we all need each other. We all need to support one another. So I think we all have something different to, to learn and to share. And, and I think it's just fun, too, to find out, oh, that, there's commonality across the board. I think that can make people feel more supported in general instead of being divisive based on, like, on gender or on um, age. Definitely. Now, you wear a lot of hats. You're, you were the director, writer, choreographer, editor, executive producer. Have you always been like that on different projects? <laughs> well, um, I mean, when I want to get something done, I'm a little fanatical about it. And I just, if, that's what, if I'm willing to do it, then I'll do it. I'm getting a little bit better at delegating these days. I'm working on... Um, a pilot to series that I wrote and directed and will act in this called I Dream of Hazel. Um, and, and I definitely have some amazing line producers on board and producers I'm working with where I, I do produce and I have produced, but I know that they do a much better job at that. And my, my sweet spot really is creative direction, directing, you know, writing and acting. So yeah. I think just sometimes when you want to, when you just have to make something, you, you figure it out and right. you, you know, it, I'm, I'm not that interested in the nose. I tend to disregard them and kind of, that's move good. on, and I think, um, I think you know, just working in New York City for the past ten years has really helped me to sort of say, okay, how are we going to problem solve this strategically, yeah. um, efficiently, with kindness, um, and like have some fun doing it as well. But, but I mean, New York is just like you can get a lot done in twenty four hours, and it really pushes you. Um, it really pushes your limits on on what you can produce. So I think yeah. I think I have New York City to thank too, just the temple of New York City mm-hmm. and the other collaborators that really know how to show up and make something happen when we have limited resources to start out with. It's so funny. My first guest was from New York City as well, singer songwriter oh, actor Susanna B. Um, mm-hmm. So did you? Where did you grow up? East Coast or somewhere else? I grew up in East Coast. Yeah. Um, I mean, and I was hanging out in New York City probably, like, by age 12, running around the village, just, like, like a total warrior, just watching um, yeah. all these drag queens we used to hang out with and just kind of watching everything and the energy and the architecture, the lights, you know, the, the whole ecosystem. There, but, yeah, I grew up East Coast. I have to say, I love the West Coast. My heart is in the West Coast. But, um, but there's but yeah, nothing like Manhattan. Where, where did you grow up on the East Coast? Connecticut or? Sure. Yeah, I grew up in Hartford, Connecticut, oh, and yeah. then we were always, like, running off 
to the city to New York City for some adventure. So, <laughs> of course, um, that's what we did. Yeah, <laughs> I grew up in. Yeah. Uh, I was born in Connecticut, moved to Manhattan briefly in Wood- Woodbury, Long Island, but and then back to Stanford. But we were always in New York City. You just hop on the train yeah, yeah, and in you go. Awesome. Yeah. That's amazing. So uh, is this something you always wanted to do growing up, or is this later in life? You know, I love that you asked me that. Um, well, I the truth is I didn't like to go to the movies as a kid. I just, what? like, I couldn't sit still. Oh, you couldn't yeah, sit still. Yeah, I'm, like, it's really wild. I'm, like, I'm originally a dancer, and, I mean, I, was, I played a lot of sports. I just, I couldn't sit still. I was always, like, on my bike. I just had to be in motion. So this, like, thought of, as a child, going to the movie theater and, like, sitting in the dark was, like, slightly torturous, oh, but no. I have always been a photographer, so I've really been obsessed with image, and in particular with faces and portraiture, and, and like, just set, because I grew up in the ballet world, so, you know, I was really lucky to be surrounded by amazing sets and costumes, so that level of, like, detail visually has always been, like, a feast for me, for my eyes, um, and I think I, there was a time, you know, when I was living in San Francisco, I was shooting promotional photographs for like postcards and posters and websites and stuff for dance companies and I just got to this point where I wanted the image to move and I think that's how I think it's actually a very natural progression for me to be a film director but but I didn't see it coming to be honest and I just I wanted the images to move and with my dance and photography background that's that's kind of how we united into into film. That's amazing Uh, and then how does it feel I always ask this I mean having this come out in the pandemic I mean were you concerned that maybe this wasn't going to be so easy? I think if I thought about how hard things were going to be, I would never get them done. So I True. I just, I'm very practical and I'm very driven. And I don't ever think about how, I don't think about that. I just think about what is it we want to create. And That's I right. approach it from a very creative yeah. point of view. For better or worse, I don't think about like, you know, is this going to be successful? I I tend to make things from the heart and make them because I there's sort of an expression that I need to survive my own psyche, my own reality. Mm-hmm. Um, and to be honest, all the things that I've made from passion, they go very high. And if I've ever tried to be calculated about, you know, what I thought somebody wanted out of me or what I needed to demonstrate, um, it doesn't go well. So I, re- I really operate from that passionate place. And obviously, you know, I'm very uh, practical at the same time. But um, pandemic was interesting for some community because I think it actually brought a bunch of us together and, I think I just, you know, I tend to really try to focus on the positive That's because good. if you focus on the negative, I think that becomes a reality. So I, yes. you know, I mean, pandemic's been so hard. So I, to be honest, like making these films, finishing them, speaking with the team members, that really honestly got me through pandemic. Oh, yeah. It's so uplifting. I, yeah. I mean, there, there's a film that we shot in pandemic that was like, it was really stressful getting there. And once we were on set, we were fine. And I'm so glad we did it. But the, the it, was, it was pretty high stress. And then... Yeah, go ahead. Was it the logistics of getting it going? Yeah, and just for me, because just like I, you know, I feel responsible for everybody I work with or walk into a situation. And this was like 2021, kind of, you know, somewhat early days of COVID, um, or just like what information was available and how things were shifting at that time. Um, and I just, I just couldn't stand if anything happened to anybody I was working with. So that was definitely on my mind. Yeah. Well, that's great. Um, but, you know, one thing you did say, this is such a boost of positivity to create something and see it till the end of production. 
Oh my gosh, yeah. And like, I mean, anybody who makes films knows that in terms of just like, it's always longer than you think. There's always like these roads that twist and turn or, you know, um, it's always going to be a longer road for sure. But it's, um, I think it's how you know, like it's for you is that when you see it live and you see like the cast reactions and, and your team is celebrated and you're just like, yeah. And you feel so satisfied. Um, that's really exciting for me, especially coming from like a live theater background. Sure. I, I love that we can, you know, we can really just like, explore this film we can paint it with the edit and then it lives for anybody who wants to see it and i just know we've done a good job every time i see it and i'm like i'm so satisfied with that edit um and that feeling for me is not easy to come by so it's a it's a great feeling sure now at some point will it be showing in manhattan um i would love that to happen it's um you know it's we don't have anything scheduled yet okay um some of the cast members haven't even, like, seen it because we all sort of were scattered through pandemic and, like, yes. traveling. Sure. Um, or just, like, you know, and we all have had all these different rhythms that have changed and adjusted. But, yeah, I would love to have a screen in New York eventually. That would be amazing. That would be amazing. Where can people find out more about the film and you? Sure. So um, I always kind of post. You can find me on social media, whether it's, like, in my bio or what's going on with what you can see what's streaming next. But... I'm Brett and Tyner Bryan on Instagram. And then our production company is Brett and Follies NY, as in New York. Um, and then one of our films that's had, had a lot of traction is Deluzione. So it's Deluzione underscore the film underscore. Okay. And that film has its own page to follow. And Victor doesn't have it yet, but maybe that'll, that'll be happening shortly. Okay. And uh, are you working on your next project? <laughs> I am, yes. I'm so excited about this pilot series called I Dream of Hazel that I wrote. Um, and we'll direct an act in that we're going to shoot um, in New York City. Um, and that creative team is built, the cast is built, um, and we're just working on, you know, sourcing a little bit more funding with producers. So if anybody wants to talk to me about that, I'd be more than happy to show them. But it's about um, a psychic detective that travels through time solving crimes. So it's, yeah, it's sort of, um, it definitely starts out dark, and it's a departure from uh, films that are more sort of experimental and dance-centric that I've done in the past. Okay. Well, it sounds, it sounds exciting. I want to thank you so much for calling into the show. Oh, my gosh. I appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. All right. Be in touch and let us know more about what's going on. Thank you. So thank you. Have a good afternoon. You too. Bye-bye. Right. That was Brenton Tyner Bryan talking about her latest dance drama in the film festival circuit Invicta. If you missed any part of this, I'll have the complete conversation up on the show blog within an hour. If you want to find out about being a guest, just shoot me an email to Janine, J-A-N-E-A-N-E, at org, And you can learn more about the show and check out my past guests. I have videos on there on the show blog. I've got the audio, and uh, it's filled with all kinds of information. I've been doing this since 2011. All right, we're going to listen to a little music. And at the top of the hour, Sheldon Abbott is standing by with Cure for the Blues. Have a great Monday, everyone.